When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have Forrest breached FFP? What is PSR? Why are the Premier League picking on us and still not Man City or Chelsea? And is this all corruption? And what the hell has Brennan Johnson got to do with everything? We're going to try and explain it all to you. Welcome to this, well, emergency video on Forrest and FFP. Good morning, good evening, or good night. Hope you guys are doing well, and welcome to this actually really important video on Nottingham Forest with your latest Forest news. Coming up in this video, we're going to explain to you exactly what's going on with all these papers coming out, the Times, Ziegler saying this, Percy saying the other, and what have you. Everyone turning into an accountant on Twitter. We're going to try and keep this as layman as possible for us average football fans to understand what the actual hell is going on at our club. So if you're enjoying the content, well, I don't know if you'll enjoy this one. But let's get those likes up anyway. Free to do and is subscribing as well. Completely free. If you're new, make sure you're subscribed. And let's get into this. So the breaking kind of headline story is have Forest now breached FFP? And what the hell is going to happen to our club? Are we going to end up Mud Brothers with Everton? Could we just get fined? Or have we actually breached FFP in the first place? We're going to uncover all of that for you now. Now, we have done a full explanation video when we felt here at FFTV, Forrest may be in trouble about eight months ago on FFP and the regulations. And that's actually quite a layman breakdown. So if you haven't seen that already, maybe you want to go and watch that first and then come back and watch this one. Or maybe just watch this one, watch the other one and come back and watch this one again. Whatever. You've, pro you've probably already seen it anyway, but if you want to refresh, it's there for you. I'll also put it on the end screen. But... Let, let, let's get into this one. So it's Martin Ziegler at the Times, I think it was, who broke today's story. Nottingham Forest could face FFP charges as Everton risk second penalties as well. Hi, Mike. Hi, fellow mud brother. Anyway, I'm going to put this up on the screen, but I want to pick up some key paragraphs and then we'll talk it through. So Premier League clubs will learn in the next two weeks if they will face charges for the new breaches of financial rules, with Nottingham Forest seen by experts... To, as being more at risk. Forrest is considered to be sailing close to the wind because of their heavy spending while in the championship and since winning promotion. And there are also concerns that Everton, who cares about Everton, um, could be in breach again of the PSR rules. PSR being profit and sustainability rules. Under a new system bought into the Premier League for this season, charges for straightforward breaches will be fast-tracked and dealt with by early April, with any points deductions applied in this campaign. Everton were charged last season. Don't care about Everton. Good luck with that, Mike. 
Anyway, the new rules mean that all 20 clubs have to submit their accounts for 22-23 by December the 31st, and the charges will be announced by the 14th of January. A club will have two weeks to respond to the charges, and a hearing by an independent commission must be concluded by the 8th of April. Appeals will have to be completed by the end of the season. Then there's loads of stuff about the finances on Nottingham Forest. In essence, in a very brief nutshell, Forest could only go 13k like over the limit. It's uh, 13 million, sorry, over the limit for two years because they were championship seasons. So the season we got promoted, the season before that. And then when we got into the Premier League, we could go 35 million over. So if your math is good enough, add those three up. Let me know what that number is in the comments. Breaking news, I'll tell you to it. Now, spoiler alert, it's 61 million. I think I'm doing the maths in my head. But there are mitigating circumstances within there because obviously COVID was three years ago and there was a lot of rules that were written off, um, etc. So I really don't want to go into it. But the basic bottom line here is that Forest are over that FFP limit. And when they submitted their accounts at the end of July, the big problem was that Jono still had not been sold. Now, Jono obviously got sold to Spurs pretty much the last day of the transfer window. We got Sangare in. We all had a party. That was such a great day. But going on in the background, that cutoff date had already passed of the 31st of July. And Forrest had received some bids from Brentford, as we reported to you in the summer. Firstly, a £30 million bid, and then they increased it to 35 <laughs> That BTEC team. They were nowhere near affording Jono. But because Forrest held out because they didn't accept the valuation of Jono, this is potentially what's going to get them in trouble or not in trouble. All right, so why am I talking about Jono? Why is this Jono bit so important? It's because of the date of the transfer and it's over the cutoff line. What does this mean? This means that potentially, reading between the lines, what Forrest are going to want to do is argue that that should have been in that year's finances. That even though the Jono deal went at the end of the transfer window, Forrest accounting it towards the FFP limits in the window before it, if that makes sense. And that's where the Greek father is going to come in and do his things, which we'll talk about in just a second. So officially, officially, Jono was sold after the cutoff date of the 31st of July. Therefore, technically, the money, the 47 and a half, 48 and a half, whatever it was, million that we got for him, which was straight up cash, neat. And because he's an academy player, all of that is profit. That doesn't count for the year we've just submitted. Technically, that should count for the next year. But the argument that's going to be had and this is the key thing here, is can we get that to be backtracked? Because technically, Forrest are going to argue to say that, yeah, we probably were over the limit, but we addressed it within 60 days to get ourselves aligned. We sold off our biggest assets at the time. Therefore, we were doing our part to make sure that we were complying with FFP. And that's going to be their kind of argument. We know we've done wrong. We've spoken to our lawyers. We've spoken to our accountants, blah, blah, blah. And we quickly tried to address it. We found ourselves a willing buyer at a good price, at the correct market value price for Jono. And that's why we sold it. Yes, we did have an offer beforehand within the timeframes of the cutoff date, but that was not at market value. Therefore, we weren't going to shaft ourselves and undersell him for the value. So this is why Jono becomes so important. 
Now, the question is, what is the Greek father doing about this? And let me talk you through that now. All right, guys, so the Greek father is just not messing around right now. He's bringing out the big guns because pretty much minutes later, well, about half an hour later, let me not make it sound as dramatic as that. What was announced was that Forrest had brought in the big gun lawyer. And that, of course, is Nick DeMarco. Who's Nick DeMarco? He's the dude that got Tuffalo off his charges and has allowed Tuffalo to still be out here playing um, for Forrest. So the Greek father's gone in strong and brought him in. Now, this in itself does raise some interesting questions. Why has the Greek father gone in with the men in suits? before Forrest have even been told they've breached anything because we won't know until the 14th of January. So that's question number one that needs to be addressed. Question number two, well, the answer to that basically, it's not a question, I guess it's the answer, is he's brought him in to make the case to the Premier League that this is why Forrest did not breach and again, all going around this Brennan Johnson motif. So that's happening now in the background. A lot of you will be asking as well, well, what about all these debts that the Greek father has written off? We heard him get rid of 11 million, turn them into shares the other week. Um, Sack Cooper, that's cost us another, what, 3 million or so. How's that all working out? None of that attaches itself, well, not the Cooper stuff, but his debts. They don't clear financial fair play. So it's not like the Greek father can write a check for 105 million and then we're just broken even on financial fair play. That's in terms of the operational side, the profit and loss side of the accounts. This is FFP, which is a completely separate bull figure. So here's the key dates. The ones you need to focus on. 31st of July was the cutoff date. Anything before that counts towards that financial year of financial play, fair play. Anything after that goes into the next year. The next key date was the 31st of December. And that's the date Forrest had to submit, which is what? Literally two or three days ago. The next key one after that is the 14th of January. If we get to the 15th of January and the lock isn't on the chains at the city ground, then we are all good. Now, what have the club been saying? The club have come out and basically initially refused to comment on it. But because this story has gathered so much pace, they've come out and they said they believe they're well within financial fair play and they've adhered to all the rules and regulations. To be honest, what do you expect any club to say? It's the same thing Everton said, the same thing Man City and Chelsea have said. The day a club comes out and says, we know we've broken the rules, well, that will be an interesting headline. So you're not going to get anything out of the club that you're not going to expect. They are going to stand their ground and kind of plead their innocence. So what else do we need to tell you about this? Is this going to impact Forrest? Because the punishments could be a slap on the wrist. It could be a fine. It could be, as we saw with Everton, a point deduction. If it's really bad, it could be relegation. Because honestly, some of the numbers that are being banded around that we can't verify because you don't know what's being deducted from financial fair play. If all of it was going on financial fair play, Forrest have not just broken financial fair play. They can't see it, man. They're so past the line. The line looks like a dot to them, to quote Joey from Friends. But that's not the case because things like the training um, center, the academy, the women's football team, etc. All those developments don't count as FFP, but they will show up on the loss record. Okay, enough mumbo jumbo numbers for you. Here's the key question. 
Why is it happening to Forest and not to Man City and Chelsea? Why is it that Forest submit their accounts two days ago and then within two weeks we could potentially be docked points? And the answer is stupid. The less breaches you have, the less, the quicker they deal with you. So with anything that's happened um, where you've maybe breached, what is it with Man City? 114. They're going to take their sweet ass time on that one and they're going to deal with it in a slow manner. Same with Chelsea as well. You saw the quick one that got fast tracked through was obviously the Everton one, even though that fell into the old style system that was fast tracked through in April and the points were deducted this year. Technically, if these rules were in place last year, Everton would have been docked with 10 points and would have ended up relegated. So it's actually saved Everton. But this year, who's the screw jobs? Of course, it's going to be Forest if this goes ahead. And Man City will still carry on probably for another year or two while that's locked up in lawyers and red tapes. And they probably in the end will find some loophole to get away with it. And that for me is where the side you can tell and you can understand why Everton was so annoyed about the whole FFP and their points deduction. Now, how do I feel about all of this? My gut feeling says that Forest are over on FFP. I felt it from when we did the video eight months ago. And it's surprising that the Brennan Johnson thing is so tight. What we didn't know back then was obviously the cutoff date was the 31st of July. However, the club would have known that. And then you look at some of the dumb deals the club has done. You look at Jesse Lingard on a one-year contract, allegedly on up to 200k a week. That equates to a 10 million pound um, contract on FFP with sign-on bonuses and everything like that. And that's over a one-year period. Go and watch the video that I told you about if you can't remember what I'm talking about here. So that 10 million counts as a one-year transaction. You got the Chris Wood deal. The Chris Wood deal, man. 15 million. That goes on one whole year. And that adds up to the FFP as well. There's a lot of silly deals that we have done that looking back at it were unnecessary. Nothing against those players. The structure of those deals could really end up costing us here. And in the end, the question will have to be asked, were they worth it? So let's summarize all this mess up for you. We can't do anything until the 14th of July. We 14th of July, 14th of January. We won't know anything until the 14th of January. There's going to be loads of smoke coming out from all the journalists who are going to say they've looked on the accounts and the books. And what's interesting about all of this is that the journalist who was quoted um, about this, he hasn't even seen Forrest's accounts. He has said um, that he was asked by the Times uh, which club was the closest to the limit. And based on Forrest being the only one able to lose 61 million over three years and, and, and the spending that we did in that summer, they don't have a lot of wiggle room. Not the same as saying they breached the limits. So it's all a lot of paper talk, but there's probably some truth in it. And my gut feeling is we'll get away with it. Famous last words, I know. But I don't think that the Greek father would be getting Nick in, Nick the bad boy lawyer, without knowing that he has a case. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, I hope most of that made sense to you. Get your thoughts in but down below. Also, get your questions in. If there's anything you don't understand about the FFP stuff or anything you'd like further clarification on, let us know in the comments and we'll get back to you. 
and address those. But fear not, unbelievably, we still have a transfer video to come because Forrest is still going to spend money. We're Premier League. We'll buy who we want, when we want, and no one's going to tell us otherwise. So if you're enjoying the video or have enjoyed the video, hit that like button if you found it helpful, if you haven't already. And please subscribe if you're new to the channel. We'll see you on the next video. Come on, you Reds. Podcast Network.